We are in Luke chapter 19 now. We are. We're done with our pop culture talk before the podcast starts. This would have been a much longer reviews. podcast yeah. if we if we did that. Yes. Yes, indeed. So in, I'm sure I'll find a way to squeak one in there. It's very possible. <laughs> and, you know, as we look at Luke 19, it's important for us to remember that it's coming after the events that take after place in, in Luke 18. <laughs> Not just after 18, but after the events ah. of 18. Um, when we see Jesus... Um, describing or, or really Luke putting this together to give us a picture of how how we approach God and so Jesus has told a couple of parables um, had a couple of, uh, of interactions that all lead to this idea that that we have to find our hope in in God and we can't find our hope in God until we find no hope but God until we're desperate until you know we're so desperate that there's nothing else left and we have to give up everything else that we thought we were uh, able to hold on to to make our life right, um, to, to fix our situation, to fix our mind, to fix our, our finances, to change our circumstances. Until we are, are so desperate we give up on all of those things, then we can't come to him. Then right after that, we see this picture of Zacchaeus, the wee little man, um, who is in chapter 19, Jesus is now, he's on his way to Jerusalem, if you remember. He's been moving since about chapter 9, I think, uh, resolutely setting his face toward Jerusalem. So everything else that's happened since then is as he's on his way there. He's traveling through a circuitous route, and he, and he goes back and forth. Um, and so it's not like it's a direct route that he's taking. He is he's going about doing what he's doing, but his focus, his mind, is, is advancing toward the culmination of his ministry, ultimately at the cross, but in Jerusalem. On his way there, he passes through Jericho, uh, and he encounters, uh, as he's coming, the, the crowds are gathering because Jesus' reputation has gotten big. He's done all these great things. And uh, and so people are, are gathering around. So we see in 19, starting with verse 1, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, because he's heard about him, obviously. But being a short man, it's just kind of an abrupt statement in Scripture. But being a short man. Being a short man. Being a man of diminutive stature, he could not because of the crowd. I can identify. I'm not the tallest guy in the world. But, you know, when you're in a crowd and you can't see what's going on in front of you, you're trying to get up on your tiptoes, trying right. to get up. So he can't see because of the crowd. So he runs ahead in verse 4. He climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Very much like the song that we learned as children. So he came That'll down. Be in my head all day now. It'll be in mine too. It has been. Uh, so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. So Jesus sees Zacchaeus, ostensibly has no prior knowledge of him. He's in Jericho. Jesus isn't from Jericho. The likelihood that he actually knew him is right. slim. But he calls him by name. And you know, a whole lot of doctrine can come out of this. But but looking at it, Jesus goes to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus doesn't come to Jesus. He gets up to try and see him. Jesus passes by, says, Zacchaeus, come. He initiates the interaction. Zacchaeus then does come. He responds to this invitation. And in this responding, uh, he comes down at once and welcomes him, him gladly. Verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to, the, to be the guest of a sinner. 
terrible, terrible stuff. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Now, I, I was just, I don't, I don't know why it matters. It probably doesn't, but it just clicked in my head as I was reading this yesterday or the day before. He's, he's giving away half of what he owns. Mm-hmm. Then after he gives away half of what he owns to the poor, then he's repaying four times as much of what he cheated. So he's a wealthy guy. Right. You know, he's basically a mob boss here at this point. And he, he gives away half of what Now he, he looks like Don Vito Corleone in my head. Yes, but a wee little man. So <laughs> as he gives away half of what he owns to the poor, then from that he makes recompense for all, restitution for all of what he has done wrong. Um, and Jesus said in verse 9, following his commitment to do so, so presumably he's following up on that, and that's Jesus has never been big on lip service. He's big right, on actual right. service. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. Interesting phrasing. For the Son of Man, this is going to be our memory verse for Sunday. We've been waiting this entire series for this to be the memory verse. This is the hinge here. Everything changes after this statement. Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. So Zacchaeus in his repentance is being saved. This is a picture of exactly what we saw in Luke 18. The desperation, the turning the, the, the crying out, looking for this help. Not that he was seeking it. He needed something. He didn't really even seem to know what it was. He didn't know Jesus who Jesus was. Jesus sought him out. Jesus sought him out. And then when he came, he repented. Faith and repentance always go hand to hand. If we don't repent, then we don't have faith. The rich young ruler believed that he was a good person. He wasn't repenting. He wasn't changing his mind and direction because he thought he was already on track. Right. And when Jesus called him to let go of everything, to change your direction, to repent, not, not because having money was sinful, but repent of that, turn from that, and follow me, he couldn't do it. He, didn't, he wasn't able to let go and, and just release himself mm-hmm. to the Lord. Zacchaeus is. He, he repents, he turns, he gets face down figuratively, not literally here. Um, and the kindness of Jesus wins him to repentance. And then, and, and, and that's our focus, but then we see the next parable um, is the parable of the ten minas, we see it elsewhere as ten talents, you know, that, that Jesus is um, telling the story of a king who goes away to have his coronation, or he's a, uh, a man of noble birth who is going off to a distant land and he's going to receive the crown as king and then return. But the people don't want him. They reject him. And uh, the as we see this story unfold, uh, it kind of combines some of the other parables that Jesus tells. So he'll return and they don't want him. Hmm. But in the meantime, he gives them an assignment. He gives them gifts, you could say, but he delegates to them the work uh, of using these 10 minas. It's a, it's a, about three months wages, a, a amount of money. And here it says he gives it to 10. They only account for three, but he um, gives 10 different servants, 10 uh, amounts of money, or 10 uh, minas apiece. So they all have the same. 
one gets a tenfold return, one gets a fivefold return, and one just buries it and hides it because mm-hmm. I know you're you're harsh. Your standards are tough, and I don't you know I don't like that. Anyway, so the purpose in verse eleven, we were actually told. I love it when we're told why he tells the parable. I do. He says, while they were listening to this, the Zacchaeus incident, they're listening to him say to Zacchaeus, salvation has come to this house, uh, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. They hear him say this. He went on to tell a parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. Mm. So in chapter 17, we see Jesus talking about the coming kingdom, and he clarifies, it's not what you think it is. It's not observable in the way you expect it to be observable. Before the kingdom comes in its fullness, I have to die and Mm -hmm. be uh, rejected by this generation, then I'll rise again, and I'll return eventually. Here, and again, we have the benefit of of hindsight now, which they do not, but he spells it out. They're still thinking when he is the king, he is the Messiah, when he gets to Jerusalem, the city of David, he'll ascend the throne, war is going to ensue, overthrow the Romans, and yea, us, Israel dominates. So to set them straight, he tells them this parable. And in in the telling of this parable... Uh, at the end of it, uh, Jesus says in verse 24, he said to those standing by, take the mina or the mina away from the one who buried it. Give it to the one who has 10. Sir, they said, he already has 10. It's not fair. We want fairness. He, he replied, I tell you that everyone who has, to everyone who has more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. And he's speaking about the the use of our gifts here. We'll try to develop that on Sunday. Or on probably the following Sunday. Uh, But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. When the king returns, there will be a judgment for those who are not faithfully on his side and and working for him. So he establishes this king narrative. Mm -hmm. And Jesus gives this juxtaposition of himself. I came to seek and to save the lost. But when I return, judgment will come. Then from there, he's welcomed into Jerusalem as the king. We see the triumphal entry. We celebrate at Palm Sunday. He goes in, and they're calling out, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. They're recognizing him as this king. So we in it. We have this picture that he's come to seek and to save, not to save by taking Zacchaeus home, right. he's come to seek and to save, to call them to repentance and to die in their place. Right. So it's all coming to a head and we're getting, from here on out, we'll be focused on the work Jesus does in Jerusalem. All right. Well, be sure to uh, listen to the message on Sunday. We have it live streaming on our Facebook page and you can also listen to, to it here on the podcast afterward, if I ever give it, get it up on time. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening.